With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to High and Tight on Game Time CT. This is your high school baseball podcast. It is what we are giving to you. Uh, I'm Scott Erickson, the baseball beat writer for Game Time CT, and we are joined, as always, by Pete Bogaga, who brought donuts. Pete, how are you? Good, good, good. Very excited to get to the donuts. Very excited to get to the donuts. Uh, before we do that, uh, we have FCAC uh, Finals MVP and the newly crowned Gatorade State Player of the Year, Chad Knight. Uh, he's won a state title at Staples. He's won an FCAC title at Staples. He was in the Little League World Series. He was on the top 10 at 12. He was in. He was on the ESPN top 10. <laughs> I mean, this, this kid's really had a great ride. Um, and also, aside from all the baseball stuff, just an awesome kid. Yeah, really that's what, bright. I was going to say, I mean, when you listen to this interview, I mean, on top of the fact that he has all these accolades and he's batting like 550 or whatever he's batting this year, just an absolutely unbelievable interview. He's so well-spoken. He's so smart. He, he knows so much about the Staples history, about baseball, and... You know, he's just a good person to talk baseball with. And, you know, it's very impressive to see from a high school senior. I, I said this to you earlier, but, I mean, he's the kind of kid that you want your kid to be like. I mean, especially me. Like, my kid's all about baseball, too. Yeah. I, I just hope that, you know, in 10 years that he's, you know, talking, still talking like Chad Knight and playing like that. I mean, it's, you, it's unbelievable. Do you want to go to Williamsport? Is that what you're saying, Scott? Uh, no, no, no pressure on Sammy, but, Sammy, if you don't get to Williamsport. It's a bit of a disappointment, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for a kid who, who has been where he's been, and there are a lot of haters out there, uh, he came in with a big, you know, hey, Chad Knight's coming. He's a freshman. He's throwing 88. You know, I mean, I remember Jack telling me when he was in eighth grade, like, he's the real deal. He's not, you know, he's not just a little league kid. This kid is going to be a stud at the next level. And when Jack says that, you pay attention because yeah. he said that about Ben. You know, he there are players who have come through Staples, and, and you listen when he says that, and Chad has been – better than advertised in terms of a baseball player and a person and a kid. Anyone, and, anyone that tries yeah. to poke holes in him uh, online, in the comments, on Twitter, whatever. You're a loser. You're that, a loser. That's true. But you also <laughs> have not gone and watched him no, play. You, he's you, unbelievable. You haven't sat there and watched him play. And if you have, or and if you've watched a good deal of high school baseball, you realize that he's a special talent and a special kid. And you should enjoy watching him play yeah. instead of being a jerk about it and – that's all I'm going to yeah. say about that. But. You know, and the way he pitched in the FCAC finals, you know, he walks the leadoff batter. Hit him. Uh, hit him. Yeah. Uh, goes to second on a wild pitch, gets an out, and then uh, Benton hit the hit the double, and that was it. Yeah. You know, he locked down. He even pitched out of a jam in the seventh inning to give his – he kept them afloat to give them a shot to win, and – I, th- I thought it was funny that he got left in the on-deck circle. I mean, look, Jack Batson won because he wants him to get the most at bats. And as the game was going, I'm sitting there. I'm like, it's going to get to Chad, and Jack's going to look like a genius. Well, I also <laughs> think that Jack puts a kid like D'Amico at nine oh, yeah. to have a quality batter ahead of Chad the yeah. second third time through the lineup. And 
So there you go. Yeah, he, no, he's still just, a genius. It was just funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, if you know, D'Amico gets on and, and Raybacks is still on, like Chad's gonna have a chance to win it. And the way he pitched, like, there's the story there, and didn't even get to Chad. And he answered that question for again. He answered it perfectly, but he did. Uh, so we're gonna go to that interview right now. Uh, here is Staples pitcher catcher Chad Knight. We are joined now by Staples catcher and pitcher Chad Knight. He is the FCAC MVP and the new Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Connecticut. Chad, welcome to High and Tight. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Chad. Um, <clears throat> how's the last couple of days been? Uh, that was a kind of an emotional ride there in the FCAC finals. You guys walked off 2-1, to one, uh, trailed the entire game, um, and then you guys were able to come back and win. Kind of how has uh, the reception been at school or, uh, you know, kind of just not being able to play baseball the last couple of days? <laughs> uh, you know, the last couple of days have just been truly amazing. Um, it's been about two years since Staples have been able to, uh, you know, have that championship feeling. But just uh, an eight year for an FCAC, uh, rather. But that entire game, you know, we just battled the entire way. Stopped. Uh, I never stopped believing and. You know, at the very end, we were just so, so um, excited for uh, our bottom of the order and for the entire program. Um, we know how much that meant to Coach McFarlane and all of Westport and Staples especially, so we were really, really excited. Yeah, someone like you who's been playing baseball for a really long time and is a really, <clears throat> is a very tough competitor. You know, we've seen it. You've been doing it for such a long time. Were you a little disappointed that uh, that you were left in the on-deck circle? Oh, not at all. <laughs> you know, a, a, a win's a win. You know, I was so happy. Uh, I was so happy. Uh, Jake D'Amico, the kid with the walk-off hit, um, you know, he had been battling for us all year. He worked so hard in the offseason, and um, just to see him have that moment and, you know, bring have probably the biggest hit in Staples history, I, I don't really know what else would be. Um, you know, that was huge, and, you know, we were all super, super excited for him. No, nothing like, you know, maybe he'll walk, and then, like, <laughs> I can get the base hit. No? Is, is oh, that no, how you not think? <laughs> no, you know, you know, we got a team mentality. You know, we want everyone to step up. We, you know, we trust all nine guys in our lineup, uh, and – um, we were thrilled for him. How did you guys feel for Raybacks, too? That must have been pretty exciting for the bench. Uh, especially, you know, pinch hit coming in, getting that huge hit. I know he uh, you know, he had worked and grinded hard this entire season. And, uh, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to him, too. He was ready all game. And when he got his number called, he came up and he stepped up. And um, that's a true senior performance by, uh, by him right there. After you gave up that run in the first inning, uh, what did you do to lock in after that? And, I mean, you were spectacular the rest of the way. You know, I got to give a lot of catch, uh, credit to my catcher, Ben Chapman, and our pitching coach, Trevor Brown. Um, you know, being able to work with them all season, we've gotten really comfortable with each other. But, you know, they really called a great game. Ben was able to settle me down. And uh, Coach uh, Coach Trevor was able to um, help work through some certain situations. But, you know, Ludlow's a great lineup. You know, you can't never um, – you know, you can't just uh, be lucky and get through them. So, no. you know, I got to give a lot of credit to them, too, for putting the pressure on. They're a really fantastic team, and they deserve to win that game just as much as we did. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's a one through nine lineup, much like you guys. Uh, how, how do you approach that as a pitcher? Because there's really no batter you can take off in there, is there? Yeah, you know, uh, I got to say with some of the guys there, sometimes you just got to throw it down the middle and hope it confuses them. But, right. um, <laughs> uh, you know, the pitching is uh, – you know – Location, velocity, mixing it up is all important. But, you know, if you just go out there and have a competitive mindset, you know, you can battle through anything. Your defense behind you is pretty good, too. They must give you a lot of confidence to throw those strikes. Oh, absolutely. You know, every single position has just been fantastic all year. 
Um, but, you know, that's just how we are as a team. You know, we really trust each other. We have great team chemistry. Um, we know we have more than nine guys that we can trust. Um, like I said, you know, Kevin wasn't even in the starting lineup, and he came through with us in the biggest spot all year. So, you know, um, it just uh, goes to show how much, uh, how, how great a team we are, not just, you know, individual players. Now, Chad, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to, I'm sure every time you're interviewed, you're asked about Little League and, and you know, the crazy stuff that you guys did when you guys were 12. I, I don't want to bring that up, but the way that you translated from, you know, Little League to, you know, 7th, 8th grade kind of ball, and then you kind of just seamlessly trans, you know, just got adapted to high school baseball at such a high level so quickly. How prepared or were you, like, really nervous as a freshman? I mean, I remember covering your first start against Amity. You know, how prepared were you to make the step into high school baseball? You know, I think I was just excited. I think I was like any other uh, any other uh, young baseball player who was uh, just going to get their first start on varsity. Um, you know, I had watched Staples my entire life. I'd always rooted for them. I remember watching guys like David Spear, Jack Hennessy, Jim Skorsky uh, win SCAC championships back when I was eight, nine years old. So just being able to step on the field that they were playing on, that I used to watch them play on uh, when I was a lot younger, was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, getting a chance to put on the record uniform has been a really special feeling, and I'm certain, certainly grateful that uh, Coach McFarlane has given me the opportunity to be a wrecker. It looks like Staples really tries to incorporate the youth program into the high school stuff. Uh, that's obviously something that they do still now with the youth kids on the field. How important is that for the town to, to have that connection between the, the youth programs and the high school? Well, you know, it's absolutely huge because the youth program is the uh, foundation for the high school. Um, I mean, it's the success between the Little League and the high school is really just a testament to how great um, the state, not just the Staples baseball program, but the entire Westport baseball program as a whole has uh, really been over the last, I guess, uh, over a decade. Um, they have some great coaches. We have great support, great resources, great families, and, um, you know, uh, great kids as well. So it's a true testament to the program. Yeah, and then going off of what Scott said, when you guys held – oh, I just threw my pen. <clears throat> when you guys held uh, the Little League Day against Ridgefield and you get – you know, I think it was one of the teams that, and the kid gets to stand next to you. How much do you appreciate that, knowing that, you know, a couple of years ago you were in those shoes and now you kind of get to give back and maybe just rub elbows or, you know, if a kid, like, wants a high five, you know. Do you understand how much that that means to those kids? Oh, absolutely. You know, like you said, I was there only well, probably 10 years ago was when I did that. But, you know, when you're a young kid and you're looking up to the high scores, uh, you know, you just envision yourself being there someday and, any way we can give back to the Little Leaguers, especially knowing uh, since, you know, my history with the Little League and our town's history with the Little League, that's huge. And uh, we want to keep kids involved in baseball. We want to bring the next generation of Staples baseball up, and we want to keep this tradition of winning and at Staples uh, for a long, long time. Uh, Chad, you won Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, how did you find out about that, and, and what kind of honor is that for you to pick up? Well, I woke up yesterday from a call from uh, Coach McFarlane, and he told me that, um, I had won, but you know, at the time we were both still just um, thrilled from the carryover from the excitement of, of the Jack Championship. <laughs> so um, this like registered really low. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was certainly an honor. I was, uh, you know, very very flattered. But you know, I think this award really belongs to the entire team and the entire program, not just to myself. I mean, it's it's really a, uh, it really just goes to show how special um, this team has been, and um, you know how great. Uh, we've been able to play this entire season. Do you get like free Gatorade for a year, or is there? Do you like get anything <laughs> for winning this? 
You know, I did. I did just uh, get a package in the mail about 15 minutes ago. I got a nice back. I just got a nice embroidered backpack and a Gatorade bottle that's uh, customized. So that was very, very cool. But, yeah, but you have to fill it up uh, yourself. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I do. But I, I think I'm the only person I trust putting stuff in my uh, my Gatorade bottle. That's fair. That's fair. Good, I understand good that. You know, this season, uh, just looking at your numbers, 554. 10 home runs, 23 RBIs, and you're slugging 1.179. <clears throat> I don't think I ever came close to batting over, like, 300 at any level. And you're sitting here batting 554. I mean, do you even look at your numbers, or do you even know what you're doing, or you're just going out there and being like, all right, I went two for four today, my average dropped. Oops. <laughs> no, you know, the only statistic I keep track of is wins, and I believe we have 20 this year, so that's a that's – a for you know me at Staples, and I know it's uh, I think only the second time Coach McFarlane's gotten to that number in his time here. So I know that's huge for him and for the entire program, and hopefully we can get five more wins. Chad, I don't know if you if you catch in the off season, but you made a transition to catcher this year, which Pete and I feel is the toughest position to play in all of baseball. What was that I like for you? That. <laughs> <laughs> and have were you playing in the summer? I mean, have you did you play a little bit before this season? You know, I started a little bit last summer, but it was really a recommendation by some coaches and some other uh, friends I had had. You know, going forward, I don't really know if I see myself as being able to compete in the middle infielders with uh, a bunch of Dominicans and other people that have a lot better hands and a lot, are a lot more athletic than I am. Right. Um, so I was told that my body type profiles behind the plate a lot, a lot better, so I decided to give it a shot. And i got to be honest, when I first started, I remember waddling around like a penguin the day after <laughs> being in so much pain. But, you know, I've had some great coaches. I've had a lot of support, and I did work very, very hard over the offseason. Probably almost as hard um, at catching as I did with my hitting, which was for the first time is when I actually worked as hard on my defense as I did on my offense. So, um, you know, it's certainly been a, a tough transition with a you know, a good amount of aches and pains and a lot of hard work, but it certainly pay off, and I wouldn't want to play anywhere else in the field. Is it the, is it the blocking the balls or the throwing? I mean, what, what part of it uh, that, you, that you had the hardest time with uh, making that adjustment? Well, you know, I've played baseball my entire life, and that's primarily because I don't really like playing contact sports. Right. Um, and training myself to just let the ball hit me while yeah. I was blocking was <laughs> something I'm not really, really used to at all. <laughs> and the other thing i got to say is I didn't really uh, realize how much of a pain in the neck I am as a pitcher until I started catching uh, <laughs> my own, uh, my own, you know, my own staff. Not not because they're a pain, but um, because I know how much of a how wild and you know unpredictable I can be sometimes on the mound. So I think the first time I or after I caught my first game last summer, I sent a chain text to about 10 of the catchers I had had in the past year or so, just apologizing <laughs> for, my, uh, you know, for me being on the mound. Yeah, pitchers are real prima donnas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what has been the, um, you know, to be able to catch and pitch at the, not obviously at the same time, but during the same season, one game you're catching, one game you're pitching, what's the difference in mentality when you're trying to prepare for a game? You know, I don't think there's any really, any difference, you know, I'm a, before a baseball player, I'm just a competitor. I know I hate losing and I love to win. Um, so anywhere I can go out there and help my team win and put them in a better spot to, uh, you know, win a game or win a championship, you know, that's that's my primary goal. And, uh, if that means catching them pitching or pitching and catching or, you know, wherever, uh, you know, the coach wants me to do, I'd be, you know, I'm happy to do that. I just have one question about the catching. I noticed you and a lot of the catchers in the league now keep your hands uh, in front of you. Is that the way that you were taught uh, and, and instead of keeping the hand behind you, uh, you know, which is the more traditional way to, to have the hand in front? And then, and then why do you guys have the hand in, in front of you? Well, I don't think there's ever one way to do 
uh, there's exactly one way to do anything. Sure. Um, for me, it's a matter of comfort. Uh, for me, when I block, because I've played in the infield in the past, I've always used two hands to kind of go and field the ball. So for me, keeping that hand in front allows me to transition to go into a block much quicker than if it was behind me. Okay. Um, it's just a matter of comfort. Uh, and the other reason why is because it makes the catching and throwing part a lot, lot quicker. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Chad, how do you get <laughs> – at 12 years old, you're on – ESPN top 10. <laughs> How do you reach that again? You know what I mean? Like when, what was that reaction when you were, when you saw yourself on ESPN, um, you know, almost for a week straight when you're 12 years old, like how was how that able to process at such a young age? You know, I think the running joke a couple of years afterwards and even till today, at some point was that I actually peaked at 12 and that we all kind of did, but um... <laughs> I had hair at 12. So I, I understand that. <laughs> No, but, you know, it was certainly a thrill back then. You know, we've I've had such a great experience with baseball and with this team that I've been playing for, um, you know, the same Staples or Westport team that I've been playing with my entire life. Um, we've had, just had such a great experience. You know, we've grown up together since we've been playing T-ball. Um, some of us are best friends now. And just to uh, compete at every single level, whether it's Little League, Intermediate, and now it's uh, in high school and beyond. You know, it's been a really great ride, and I think I'm just very, very fortunate to be surrounded by you know a bunch of great coaches, great families, and um, great kids. Yeah, you, it's you and Harry and Roof. I don't know who else is still left from that team. Was there ever Drew. a point? Yeah, Drew uh, Rogers. That's right. He was his dad was the coach. Did, did you guys ever discuss that? Like, you know, we got to keep this going. We need to put in work now. You know, we can't be happy with just being twelve year old all star champions. Like, was there ever a discussion oh. like that? Of course. You know, I think. I think it was evident when we were 12, the thing that separated our team apart is we always just wanted to get better every single day, every single practice, every single year. And I think that's just been the case going up throughout high school and um, into the future. You know, uh, you know, we've had a really, really uh, special team and we've had some really, really special coaches that have been able to guide us in the right directions. Um, but, you know, it's the, really the uh, team chemistry that we've been able to build over that in the last decade, I guess, that has really uh, helped us with our success. Uh, and Jack obviously is a guy that can push buttons, but he seems to push all the right buttons for you guys in the playoffs. What's it like playing for him, and what does he do that's that's so effective in in playoff baseball as a manager? You know, uh, Coach McFarlane has a really really great way of communicating with our players and really getting us all motivated and excited to go play for championships. Not because we he has to motivate us, but um, he's a really really great communicator uh, to each and every single one of his players. And you know, he's had. I don't know what year this is, 14, 15 years of experience of doing this. And he's been in the FCX Championship, I think, well, one, two, three, probably oh, wow. six, seven times. Right. right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with the history. Um, but, you know, we have, besides just Coach McFarlane, we have seven, we have, uh, seven fantastic coaches that, you yeah. know, work, you know, uh, tirelessly just to make sure that we get every single advantage that we can and scouting and helping us get our extra work in. But, you know, I, I, you know, I go out of limb and say that I think we have the uh, best coaching staff in all the public schools in the entire country. Wow, hard to argue. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Um, you know, so you you come in as a freshman. You got your first start is against Amity, and you face Pat Winkle, who is absolutely tearing it up at UConn, just BT dubs. Then and you and you know you lose that start. Amity goes on; they win the state championship. You get them. What was it the the next year as a sophomore? Do you remember kind of the way, did you go about it differently when it was the championship? Then, you know, like the big difference between your first start and then you get them a year later in the championship? 
Well, I remember the main difference was Pat Winkle didn't hit an opposite field home run off me, so I was certainly <laughs> glad about that. Um, but no, Pat, Pat, Pat's a terrific ball player. I really enjoyed competing against him the, uh, the two years I did, or three years I did. Um, and you know, I'm, he's doing great things at UConn. I'm sure he's going to do great things in the future. But the main thing was experience. I got to say, you know, as a freshman, uh, that was my first start, and uh, Coach McFarlane kind of really just did throw me right in the fire, and that did pay dividends in the, in the long run. But um, you know, Amity's such a great program. Coach uh, Capola, I believe his name is, is such a uh, fantastic coach. They've had um, you know program going on there for you know 20 years, it seems. Um, but so. Chad, um, oh, there you are. <laughs> sorry? No, no, I thought, we, I thought we dropped you. But did you know, and this was a fun fact that a couple of us found out the other day, with you being named Gatorade Player of the Year this year, on that field, do you know how many Gatorade State Players of the Year were on that field during the, uh, the Double L Championship? In 17. I believe three, Ben, Pat, and myself. Yeah, right? it's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, look, it just goes, it's a, it's a testament to both programs, Amity and Staples. You know, Amity's had so much success, obviously with the four straight and then four straight state championships and the, all the state championships before with guys like Esposito, um, et cetera, and Staples as well. You know, uh, yeah. you know, we've had, there's been a lot of success between both programs and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great testament to both of them. Would you mind seeing them again in the double L finals this year? Cause you guys are on opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to see them again. I, you know, anytime we get to compete against Amity, it's a pleasure. You know, we want to play the best teams that we can. So whether that means Cheshire, Amity, Ludlow, or whoever, you know, we want to play the best because we want to be the best. The FCAC this year was fantastic. Uh, is this the best that you've seen it this year? I, you've only been, in it, you know, you've been in it for years. But how good was the competition game in and game out in that league this year? You know, it's crazy. Some of the best teams we played didn't even make the uh, FCAC tournament. Like right. uh, West Hill. Um, didn't even make the FCX tournament, and they probably had one of the, uh, the best pitch we faced all year in Montana, and uh, one of the better lineups. You know, they beat us. Um, so, you know, I don't know how many teams are going to make the state tournament out of the FCX, but it seems like almost every single one. I think all but um, three. Yeah, very very deep, uh, a very very uh, deep league this year, and that just has to go. Uh, that's a testament to all the coaches. You know, they're you know they're a phenomenal coach with great programs, and um, you know it's a competitive. It's a very competitive league. Does your mindset change at all when you get into a state tournament, or are you still just grinding out game to game the same way you did all season? No, you know our team motto really from the start has just been to stay greedy. You know, we can't play nice; we got we have to be greedy. Good. Um, like so, <laughs> I guess right now actually it's one not done. We have, we got our you know we got our we reached our first goal of the year was to win the uh, win the league uh, in the regular season. Our second goal was to win the FCAC championships. We got both of those. So. You know, now it's on to the state tournament, which we've had some success in the past, and we also had some failures. And so I think that last year, 14th, and I think we're very, very prepared. You know, just looking at the bracket, and I don't know if you've, you know, looked at it as <clears throat> deeply as we have, because, you know, you only got to worry about you, beat the team ahead of you. But, uh, I mean, you guys have a, a good chance to either face, you know, West Hill in the second round. You have a good shot to face, you know, if you guys get to the semis, you guys might have to play Cheshire for the third year in a row. There's a possibility for a rematch with Ludlow in the finals, uh, FCAC, you know, rematch, or you guys can face Amity. I mean, you know, playing in double L, and and Jack loves to call it the big boy tournament, like any shot he has, (laughs) he will call it the big boy tournament, which I love. He's right about it. He's right. You know, playing in the FCAC all year where you said, you know, there's some of the best teams that you guys played, you didn't even face – in the regular, you know, uh, they weren't in the FCAC tournament. 
So you play that tough schedule now. Does the double L tournament not feel easier, but do you guys feel very prepared going up against these bigger schools that, you know, might be better or have more pitching depth than, you know, maybe some schools in L, M, and S? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, look, the double L is loaded with great teams and great talent. I don't think there's anywhere really, really uh, any easy way out. I mean, when we won, look, we played uh, the regular season. When we won in 2017, we played the regular season champion in – the SCAC, uh, which was West Hill. We played the SCAC championship, uh, which was Wilton, and we uh, beat the defending state champions in Amity. So, you know, we're going to be playing good teams no matter uh, where we're seated or no matter who we play. But we, ex- if we want to be the best, we have to play the best, and that's the mindset we're going in with. You know, Chad, um, you're – by the way, you you answer questions like a like a pro. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know that I'm like I'm listening and I'm like so impressed. I'm like oh my god, like this kid interviews better than I do. Um, but again, <laughs> you're still fun. you're still a kid. So what do you like to do? You know, free time? Are you a video game guy, a Fortnite, or do you just play baseball all the time? Like give me like give me something. You know, I had a Fortnite phase last year, but I think that that might have affected my hitting, so I really quit on that. I don't think staring at the screen is the best thing for me. So same problem. Same, same, same problem the Red Sox have. <laughs> yeah, D- David Price might agree with that. Exactly. Um, no, I'm, you know, I've never really been a big video game guy. I, the only video game console I ever had was a Wii, and that, ever since that got old in 2008, I haven't really picked that up. Um, no, baseball is really my entire life. That's really the only thing I think anyone has to know about me. Um, I'm a kind of a baseball junkie. I love talking about the history. I have this giant baseball card and baseball autograph collection in my house that you know I used to collect up until I was like 13, 14 years old from going down to spring training every year. Um, you know, and, and when I'm not playing, I'm usually pretty much practicing or working out. And I, I, I don't mean to say that because it might sound boring, but that's just really who I am and what I love to do. I wish um, I had your I gym work ethic. Play. Do you? Sorry? Do you, I said I wish I had your gym work ethic. <laughs> Chad, do you watch a lot of baseball, like professional games, college, anything like that? Oh, I watch all types of baseball. You know, I've yeah. gone to a good amount of high school baseball games this year. Um, I, I watch. I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Um, I watch their games religiously, and you know, now that the college uh, postseason's coming, I think the ACC tournament's going on right now. So I'm rooting. Duke, I'm rooting Duke on. How much does it help to actually watch baseball to understand the game, especially at a young age, just to understand the ins and outs of the game? Just from having, just from watching, not from coaching or being in the cage or anything like that. How valuable is, is watching baseball to you? Oh, it's huge. You know, you, you can learn so much from just watching uh, one singular baseball game. And it's, you know, I think as a kid, it's very easy to get distracted when you're watching because it can be very long and there are certain nuances that you may not um, read or see at a young age. But now when I watch it, you know, it's every single pitch, every single out, every little thing from what the catcher's doing to. You know, different changes in the pitchers and their looks. You can learn so much from watching. And, you know, if I were to ever make a recommendation to a young baseball player of how they could ever become better, I'd say just watch watch baseball. Pick your favorite team and go watch, you know, a complete game all nine innings. That makes me so happy to hear. I think I think you and Scott should be friends because I'm sitting here and I'm like, by the third inning, I'm flipping on like Netflix, grabbing a drink. I'm like, I'll 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 come back in an hour. Well, when we talk to coaches, that's the thing that they say the most about their players is no one watches the game. They might watch highlights, they know the stats, but watching a full baseball game really teaches you so much about the game itself. Oh, I, I mean, mean, yeah, there's definitely you know you watch and and you know I was you know the same way when I uh, when I played hockey we'd go to games. My dad'd be like, "You're playing defense, like watch the defenseman on this shift, see where they go." So I get it, I understand it. And Chad, you bring up a good point. A lot of people think it is long. 
you know, it is what it is. When I was a kid, I, I used to love watching baseball. Uh, now, you know, when the you know the stakes are higher, I'm all in. <laughs> I am all in. You can't get me April and May though. See, I'm all I'm in. busy <laughs> covering high school baseball. That Not that baseball that baseball is the pride on the front means more than the name on the back or whatever Herb Brooks said. So <laughs> <laughs> well, look, when, when I'm watching, I'll be honest. When I'm watching a pro game, it's not that I don't like to watch with kids my age, but one of my favorite things in the world. I got to do it a bunch last summer. Is whenever you get a chance to watch baseball with a, I don't, uh, an, I was gonna say an older gentleman as the politically correct term. <laughs> sure, when, when uh, sir. The game or, Someone I would call Mister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's fun because they actually watch the game some guy i watched the game last summer when i was in georgia and uh, the person sitting next to me was actually keeping the box score which i thought was awesome on the tv so and i love just talking about the game the history but of it i know i'm game so oh also speaking i want to bring this up so chad reached out to me yesterday he wanted the uh the video of the gatorade bath and he called me mr Pogwaga. i like that chad i'm gonna be honest with you man i'm, I'm under 30 you, you you can call me pete okay <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pete. I'm sorry. I, I prefer to be formal. That's all. No, I respect it. I looked at it. I was like, oh, man, I'm old, aren't I? He's <laughs> just being polite. Just being polite. You know, and then, <clears throat> so, yes, you mentioned, you know, you're rooting, you're rooting for Duke in the ACC tournament. Uh, what was it about that program? Because, you know, you're not, they're not jumping out at you as like a South Carolina or like a UCLA or an Oregon State, but they have a pretty amazing history with some of the guys that have come out of that program recent, re, uh, recently, most notably my boy Marcus Stroman, fellow Long Islander. But what was it that stood out about that program uh, for you mainly? Well, first and foremost, it was the quality of the education. It's a top 10 school in the nation. Um, secondly, it was the ambition of their head coach, Coach Pollard, who led them to um, being one game within the College World Series last year, and then had eight guys drafted from the program last year, including a second rounder and uh, Jeff Conine's son, uh, Griffin Conine, and a third rounder. And uh, I think I think his name is Jimmy Heron. Um, they've had a really great program in the last couple of years. They're an ACC team. Uh, they're in the they're in Durham, North Carolina, which is beautiful. Uh, they got a beautiful stadium. There's really nothing I can't complain about. And you know they have the basketball team too, which is you know fun to watch. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to have awesome seats there. Maybe you can pick up a couple of tickets for Scott and I and we'll make a trip. You know, I did I was I was told the other day that student athletes do get uh first dibs on the ticket, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh my god, I'm totally we're totally we're we're going to come down with Jack for a visit. Have you talked to, <laughs> have you talked to Henry Williams at all or do you guys play in the off season? I don't know if you guys play together in the off season, but have you talked to him at all about going to Duke? I mean, it's pretty unique that two kids uh from the FCAC are going to play at the same school. Yeah, you know, Henry and I talk uh often uh, especially during the season, I think when we play against each other, it's uh, there's no bad blood, but you know we're very very competitive with each other sure. in, in a good way. Yeah, um, there's a little Staples Darien rivalry there, but that's all in good fun. Uh, but no, we're you know we're looking forward to getting down there. I think uh, our, we actually have to go down to summer school, and that starts on June 30th is when we move in. So I'm probably gonna be leaving a couple days earlier. Uh, we go down, take there a couple classes, but um, you know I'm looking forward to it, and I'm glad that such a great player like Henry is gonna be coming with us. You guys going to be roomies? Uh, unfortunately not. I'm not sure who he's rooming <laughs> with, but my roommate's from Washington, D.C., left-handed pitcher. Okay. Now, See, my thought, process, my thought process was I wanted a room with someone that I wasn't going to be competing with a condition, uh, position for. Smart. That's it. You're just such a smart kid, Chad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not surprised, but I'm just, it's nice to hear. But All right, so we're going to have a little fun uh, toward you know, the end of the interview. So we're just going to have a little bit of fun. Sure. And, uh 
you're just going to let me know some thoughts. And, and you actually answered some of them already with the Yankees, Red Sox, or playing video games or not. But uh, <clears throat> favorite pregame meal? Uh, hmm. I'm going to go Gatorade protein bar and a uh, pasta or like pasta bolognese. Ooh. Uh, favorite movie to watch? There's too, too many. It depends on the day. I'm a big Quentin Tarantino guy. Um, and then I also love all the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So either one of those. I think I was just watching Glorious Bastards the other day, though. So that was fantastic. That's a great movie. We should do a whole podcast talking about the MCU because I love the MCU. Speaking of baseball, it's got some baseball. Any, anything, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite place to get pizza? Uh, Colony. Good choice. Colony. We had it at the Ritual game. So good. I can't tell you how much I ate. <laughs> Who's your favorite Yankee? Uh, currently or ever? Uh, both. Like one, you could do one uh, each. Ever Mariano Rivera. I had a fishing lesson, lesson with him when I was 12, and that was fantastic. Oh, uh, wow. He's just a phenomenal man. Uh, currently, uh, it's so easy to say judge, but I'm going to say Luke Voigt just because I love the He's such a blue-collar guy, and you know, he just comes up and rakes. So I love that about Yeah, him. I, I mean, are you surprised with the way the Yankees have been playing? Because, I mean, the fact they're in first place with basically their entire starting lineup on the injured uh, list is pretty surprising. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm actually not surprised because the New York Yankees are the best organization in baseball, and they figure out they know how to get things done. Oh, you're making Scott cry. <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way, no. <laughs> Mr. Erickson, are you a Red Sox fan? I am a Red Sox fan, yes. You are? Yeah. Well, no bad blood, I promise that. No, of course not. It's all good. It's all good. All right, Chad, listen, we want to uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, we know you guys are busy this time of year. Uh, we want to wish you luck the rest of the season. Congratulations on your FCAC MVP and your Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, and this has been a real pleasure to this talk to you. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Chad. And, uh, you know, we'll probably see you during the playoffs. But a uh, after that, you know, good luck with Duke. And, uh, and it's been fun to watch you for four years to – be there at your first start and the fact that you brought up pat winkle's home run just makes me laugh <laughs> because like the fact that you like remember that and that's you know it's so impressive and then uh -huh. you know to see you now as a senior it's been quite an unbelievable ride well thank you both for having me i really appreciate it absolutely man thanks all right bye, thank you very much bye-bye bye-bye all right, we want to thank Chad Knight for coming on with us on High and Tight. Like we said before the interview, he was awesome. Uh, My, he, might have, he might have been the most mature person in that interview. Uh, probably definitely. <laughs> definitely top two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's as good of an interview as we got with any coach this year. Um, so we want to thank him for coming on. Uh, the state tournament starts today. Uh, you can go back and listen to our podcast that we did uh, previewing the entire state tournament. That's on Game Time CT. Pete and I make a bunch of picks that are undoubtedly going to be wrong. Definitely wrong. Uh, but you can go on there and see and laugh at us and mock us as the tournament goes on and how poor our picks were. <laughs> uh, we will be back um, most likely on the 30th as long as weather agrees. Weather pending, being, yeah. Uh, as long as the first two rounds are done. Whenever the first two rounds are done, which should be Wednesday, so we, we're going to try to be back on Thursday. To uh, recap the first two rounds. Right, and moving into the quarters yep. and the semis, and then we'll be back the following week uh, when the that fifth. all wraps up yeah. Yeah, before the finals. Um, we're going to try and bring you – we're going to come at you guys a lot the rest of this way. We figure – We'll come at you hard. Yeah, it's better to do it this way than here's our tournament preview and we're not going to talk to the championships because things change, teams win. We want to highlight, hey, if a 32 team – if a 32 seed makes a run – we're just not going to talk about it. Like, that's not how we do it here. So, that's not how we're doing it here. That's not how we're doing it here. And Scott gets to spend a lot of time with it. That's awesome. Uh, so, for Pete, I'm Scott, and we will see you later this week. Later.